Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Hey, welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Patrick Allen, Matt Verderam, back again. It's Thursday. That means it's time to preview the Chiefs' last game of the regular season against the Broncos. Week 18, the first week 18 in the history of the NFL What's that? What's that feel like to you, Verderam? As a as a as a as somebody who's really into NFL history, it's been 16 weeks for a long time, or 17 weeks. First of all, first of all, because I love history, I know you're wrong. There was one other what week. Was there? there? 1993. It was the only it was the only year that the NFL had two bye weeks. They tried it and they didn't ah. like it. So there was a week 18. That said, I, I get the point. I'm kind of just being a dick. Um, it's um, it's weird. Like, I love football, so I'm happy there's more football. But at the same point, I'm also, like, I'm ready for yeah. the playoffs. You know, like, I, I'm ready to get there. We've known now, really since the Chargers game, the Chiefs were going to win the division. Of course, with the Cincinnati game, we have a pretty good idea where they're going to be seated. So... I'm ready. I'm ready to get this game going. I got to admit, I'm not thrilled they moved it to Saturday. Yeah. Like, I kind of just, I, I am so invested that, you know, in, in the Chiefs and in the NFL that I kind of like to keep it all on Sunday. And then, like, the rest of my week, I can kind of just be a regular person and relax. And that's not going to happen now with this game on Saturday night. But in in, a, in one way, if they win, it's nice because they need to sit down Sunday, turn on the Tennessee game. Hope for a miracle. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird. From a competitive advantage standpoint, it's really fascinating because if you have those those early games, like the Chiefs, that if they were on Sunday night football, right, they, they could have the chance to potentially rest their starters uh, if they knew that there was nothing that they could do um, based on how things played out. So there isn't, you know, ideally all the games would happen at, at noon, one o'clock kickoff, right? Everybody play at the same time and just sort of see how things right. played out. Unfortunately, that's not the way it goes. There's actually this weird scenario in which um, with the Broncos and, and and Chargers, and we'll get to that in a minute, they're playing on Sunday Night Football. I think is it if the if the Colts were to lose, the Broncos and or the the Chargers and Raiders could actually, t- if they purposefully tied, they would both make the playoffs. But if they play it out like normal, one of them will get eliminated. So it's essentially if the first playoff game. But that's a sort of weird, wacky scenario that could potentially take place, but won't. Right. Yeah, it is. It is a playoff game for the Chargers. If they win, they're in no matter what. If they lose, they're out no matter what. The Raiders do have some weird scenarios. Like if the Colts lose to Jacksonville by some miracle, the chaos yeah. is going to reign. There's going to be a lot right. of things at play. I will say, if you're a fan of history of football, uh, history of football, you know there's always a game the last week of the year that does not go the way you think it's going to yeah. go, and it screws up seating. Like. Some team will lose that you go, oh, wow, really? Like, and it, it, it screws them. Like a couple of years ago when Chiefs went to the Super Bowl and the Dolphins beat New England, like that yeah. kind of a thing. Like it always, there's always a game that somebody blows seeding with a bad loss, and we'll see who it is. We'll see if it's on the NFC side. We'll see if it's, if it's you know, the, by some miracle Buffalo loses to the Jets. 
or the Chiefs lose to the Broncos or the Titans lose to the Texans. Like it, it does happen. We're, you know, or Indy loses, but it, you know, it'll be interesting. There will be one game that goes haywire, (laughs) at least one game. And everybody goes, wow, you know, that, that's the stunner. It's just a question of who it is. And by the way, Flapjack City, thank you so much for the very, uh, very generous super chat. I got to say, I don't, I don't know yet. If we're going to stream live for the, I might have a stroke <laughs> if we do yeah. that live. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if we will, and if we do, who's going to be on it? I'm not sure. We'll keep everybody in in, in, uh, in yeah. the loop on that one. I don't know. I, I I don't know the answer to that yet. But if we do, uh, we'll make sure to get it out to everybody to let everybody know. Yeah, right it's away. it's fascinating this time of year. And and again, thank you, Flapjack. Um, you know, people are like, oh, there's no way the Jaguars are going to win. They're terrible. But things that's important to remember, and, and even in this game for the Chiefs, where we all, I think we agree, the Chiefs should beat the Broncos. But you got guys out there, this is their last chance to make an impression before the offseason, right? Guys on the Jaguars are like, man, you know, the, I'm on this terrible team. I need to go out and I need to show out. Maybe a defensive end makes a big play, gets a strip sack. You know, things weird things happen. Drew Luck. Big, big stakes for him in this game. I mean, he goes out and has a good game against the Chiefs or would, or would somehow beat the Chiefs. Forget being a starter, right? He could. There's so many guys who played well in a week 17 because they got an opportunity, and then they're a, 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 a stalwart backup in the NFL for 10 years. They make a lot of money. So there's a lot on the line here in these games right. for these players. So I know we all have a tendency to say, oh, yeah, you know, everybody's making their golf plans and they're packing it in. And maybe if you're a player who's set and established, maybe you are. But if you're coming up for a contract, you're heading into free agency, you're trying to stay in the league, this is your last shot to, to make an impact. So I think that's one of the reasons why sometimes these weird things happen in the last week of the season. Yeah. And and I also think sometimes, look, you know, teams are beat up at this point, too. So, you know, maybe you get a couple a team that, that just even if the guys play, they're not 100 percent. There's always to me when you when you look at the end of the year with, with teams that are not making the playoffs, there's there's two types of teams. There's a young team that is hungry, that is trying to build for next year, that is going to play hard. I, I would use a team like Detroit as an example for that. Like I, I think Detroit. Now they ended up playing the Packers this week, so it's irrelevant. The Packers are locked in one seed, but like a team like that, they they will play hard. They're trying to build something. They're trying to build a culture. I will say, I think the Texans are going to play hard on Sunday. They've played hard all year. They've got a young team. It's a divisional game, like they all are in week 17, week 18 now. They're going to play hard. Now, the Giants are an example of a team on the other side of that that will lay down like dogs. They don't care. They, hate, they It's clear they just want to go home. They've been, they've been like that for a month. Like, I remember Andy Reid's first year in Kansas City. The Chiefs went and played Washington, and it was a miserable game in the yeah. snow, and Washington was out of the race. And I've never – in my life, seeing a game where more guys made business decisions, where it, it was it was just guys missing. T- there were like multiple runs in that game where Jamal Charles broke like six tackles. You know, like so. I do think for the Chiefs, I do think you're going to get a game where Houston gives it everything they have. I just don't know if that's going to be enough to beat a Tennessee team that knows, hey, look, if we even play a decent game, we're going we're gonna to be the number one seed. Yeah, a lot on the line. Uh, and before we get into all that, we have a really special announcement. We're super excited about this. Yes. We are now, the Arrowhead Attic uh, podcast is now sponsored by Casey Beer Co., the Kansas City Beer Company, local. It's the largest locally owned brewery in Kansas City. We've, we've teamed up with, with, with Steve and Katie over there. They're, they've been awesome. 
We're, they're going to be with us as a sponsor, keeping the show going all the way through the NFL draft. Uh, lots of exciting things to come. But, I mean, this is um, – you guys know, right? You, you watch this podcast. After those games, we get into these post-game shows. We're drinking. We got a beer in our hands. And, um, uh, man, I'm just so excited to, to have these guys on board, Vertoram. Absolutely. You know, we've gone out to Kansas City yeah. many times before and, and always make uh, always make the, the Kansas City Beer Company a stop. And I, I think, you know, they have they have so many different interesting varieties, different flavors to you know, German beer. I, I've always been a big fan of the Heffenweizen. Mm. That's always kind of my, my yeah. go-to. It's it just, it's, it's smooth. It's great. But I, I enjoy the fact that, you know, I think sometimes you go to some breweries around the country and there's like 80 choices, yeah. right? Like there's just a million different varieties at, at, at this brewery, which as you mentioned, is the biggest locally owned brewery in KC. Like it is, they offer select couple choices, you know, five choices, six choices, and it's, and they're, they're great yeah. at what they do. You know, so no matter what beer you get, no matter which kind of, of German style beer you want, you know, it's going to be great because they've worked at it for years and years and yeah. years and years. And they're not trying to do 90 <laughs> new different flavors. It's just like, this is what we do. We're great at it. Pick any of them. It'll be good. I've, I've had many experiences there. Yeah. Love it. So excited. They're on the uh, podcast now with us. And I would, I would really implore anybody, look, if you want to support us, yes. support them because you're doing one yeah, in the yeah, same. When you're out at the store, um, and I'm a big fan of the Dunkel, by the way. Um, love me some, love me some darker beer. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. it's one, one, obviously it's, you're supporting Kansas City. Um, but like when you're out at the store, uh, you know, it's available all through Kansas and Northwest, uh, North and, and Western Missouri. Like if you see it and you buy it and give them a shout out on, on, on Twitter and let them know that you heard about their product on our show. That's another great way you can support us. Even if you don't drink um, or if you want to buy a gift for a friend or, or, or something like that, they're at, at Casey beer co. Yeah. Um, it would really help us out to let them know that we've kicked off this campaign with them, that you heard about Casey beer from our show uh, and that you're going to go out and, and maybe check out the product on our, our endorsement. And there's a lot more to come with Casey beer. We're super, we're just getting this thing started. So it's going to be excited. And maybe someday at some point, maybe uh Verram and I and, and Matt Connor and Sterling, maybe we'll all be down there at the brewery um, and you can come and catch a live show of the Arrowhead Attic podcast. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, so we'll get into some chief talk here, but again, thank you to Casey beer for the support of this podcast. It is a huge milestone for us. Okay. Let's let's get into the game. Before we do, I just uh, sort of a switching gears here, a little bit of a, a, a somber moment here. Um, former Kansas City Chiefs defensive coordinator Greg Robinson has died uh, at the age of 70. I don't know if you had seen that yet, Vertoram. Uh, super sad. They said he yep. you know, died of natural causes. Um, much, much too young for my for my taste uh, at the age of 70. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, hugely influential during the Dick Vermeule years. Um, coached some really great defensive players uh, on those teams. So he'll certainly be missed. Our thoughts and, and prayers go out to his family. Um, and just just a, just another reminder, you know, my, my dad's 64, you know, and uh, it's just a reminder to, to grab onto your loved ones and, and, and take advantage of the time that you have. So that's, uh, we're just, you know, sorry for Greg's family and, um, you know, wishing them all the best. All right, let's get into football here. So I want to start with the playoff scenarios. And, and it's not that I don't think that this game against the Broncos is important. It certainly is. The Chiefs still have a chance to get the two seed. Um, <clears throat> that is that is big because, you know, they're going to have to play a wild card weekend. But, you know, you want that AFC championship game to happen at Arrowhead. 
And if the you know, if the Titans end up with the one seed and they don't win in that first week of the playoffs, the Chiefs are in the catbird seat uh, to host the AFC Championship game again. So, um, but I want to talk about some of these scenarios because there's some wacky stuff out there, Verderam. If it's all chalk, right? And the best way to do this, by the way, and, and you've heard Verderam talk about it on the podcast a lot. Same with me is to head over to ESPN, just Google the playoff machine, NFL playoff machine. And, and, and you can, because yeah. there's so yeah. many different scenarios that just listing them all out, you're going to, you're going to go cross-eyed trying to figure it all out. But if you kind of want to see like, what happens if the Raiders win? What, what happens if the Jaguars somehow do, you know, beat the, beat, beat you know, like right, you can right, see right. how it all plays out. If it all goes chalk, right? If, if the Chiefs beat the Broncos, like you think that they're supposed to, if the Bills beat the Jets, uh, the Patriots beat the Dolphins, the Titans beat the Texans, the Colts beat the Jaguars. And then, as we know, we think the better de- team here, definitely the Chargers are better than the Raiders. They go to Vegas and they beat the Raiders. The Chargers are coming to Kansas City. And and right. that's a tough matchup. We've talked about it. But there are some scenarios here where things could get wacky, right, Verderam? Yeah. Well, look, a, a lot of it starts with the Colts losing. If they lose... Then you start getting into a whole lot of things where the Steelers can get in the playoffs. And if the Steelers get in, they would be going to the number two seed, which assumingly would be the Chiefs. The Ravens could still get in, depending on how things shake. Like there, there's a whole lot of I think I think the way it works is the Ravens would have to win their game against Pittsburgh. And then it's like Indy's got to lose. And I believe it's that the Raiders have to win, I think is how that would work out. So there's a lot of stuff at play. Right? Like the only things we know right now for sure, Tennessee won, the, won its division, Kansas City won its division, Cincinnati won its division. Bengals have already come out and said that they're not going to play everybody. Okay? So they're probably going to lose against Cleveland. Although Cleveland is also... Yeah, that might be a good thing, depending right. on your point of view. But yeah. I was going to say, seriously, I'm not even kidding. I think it is. Buffalo has to play... Because it needs to win its division. That division is not wrapped up, but it will be if the Bills yeah. beat the Jets. So I would expect that they'll play hard. Now, the Bills and Jets are playing at the same time, 425, as the Pats and the Dolphins. The Patriots kind of are comp- compelled to play hard because if by some miracle the Jets win, then the Patriots win the division if they right. beat Miami. New England's already in the playoffs, so no matter what. So And, and so is Buffalo, by the way. They're, they, they're both in the playoffs. It's just a matter of who's going to win the division, who's going to be the wild card. So there, the, if the Chiefs end up being the two seed, the teams they can play include Pittsburgh and Baltimore, but they but that has to have an Indianapolis yeah. loss. Okay? They can play the Ra- they can play the Raiders. Although those to get to that, there's a lot of weird stuff that has to happen. Like they're, they're, it's very unlikely to play the Raiders. Um, they can play the Patriots, although again, unlikely. It's if they're the two seed, it's it's extremely likely it'll be either Indianapolis or right. or the Chargers. Um, if the Raiders beat the Chargers, it's probably going to be Indianapolis. And if the Chargers win, it will almost certainly be the Chargers. So that that's kind of where that's kind of where yeah. it all falls. I have been on the record for weeks saying I think the Chargers be the toughest matchup in the playoffs for the Chiefs. And so I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you're sitting there rooting for the Raiders because I get it. Jonathan Taylor is awesome. Colts are, are very well coached. All those things are true. They, they have no quarterback. They do not have a weapon that scares you. Their corners, Kenny Moore is awesome in the slot. The corners on the outside are not great. Like To me, I would far rather see Indianapolis than see Herbert come in there with Allen and Williams and Eckler and a coach who, all kidding aside, like – 
Would you be shocked if the if they got the ball and it was fourth and fourth, they're on 28-yard line, they just went yeah. for it? Like, it's a weird game. It's a game where they – I can see the Chiefs blowing the Chargers out. I really can. I can also see a game where the Chiefs lose to them because it's just bizarre. Like, I, I am a big fan of predictability in sport. Like, I'd rather play a team that I know what they're going to do than play a team that, like, you have no idea. I, I think the Chargers are, are easily the scarier matchups. Here's a weird one, a weird scenario, but it's not crazy. And that is if no matter pretty much what else happens, there's probably some scenarios in there. But if most everybody who wins, wins that you expect to win. There's a team that's been playing a little bit of scrappy football recently, and that's the New York Jets. They're not good. The Bills should kill them. It's in Buffalo. But the Jets just went there and gave, put a scare into Tom Brady and the, and the uh, Bucks a week ago. The Jets beat the Bills. Buffalo loses the division, assuming that the Patriots win. And they drop all the way down to the seventh seed, and they're coming to Kansas City. So that is not ideal either for, for the Chiefs. Uh, I wouldn't want to see Buffalo or or the Chargers in the first round uh, in the wild card round for Kansas City. So, I mean, really what you want is you want the Texans to win, right? So the Chiefs don't have to play at all, and, and, and that's it. Um, but that's one that's like – it. There's some weird matchups where four or three or four things need to happen for the Chiefs to play so-and-so, but that's one where it's pretty cut and dry. Patriots win, Jets beat the beat the Bills, and, you know, the Bills have had some shaky. Nobody's playing great football right now. Everybody's been a little bit shaky in the last couple of weeks. Um, and so, really, I think anything could happen. But um, what we're probably looking at here is, unfortunately, the Chargers coming to Arrowhead in, in the wild card. You know, I'll say this, though. I'm not ready to go there for one reason. That Chargers team is they are the weirdest yeah. fucking team in football. They 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 have games where you watch them and you're like, they could win the Super Bowl. Like they are just offensively a juggernaut. Herbert's great. Staley's an awesome coach, like the whole deal. Then you watch other games, a la at Houston, where Rex Burkhead looks like Walter Payton and they can't do anything, and Herbert throws a pick six, and you're just like, Oh yeah, right. It's the Chargers. Like anything's yeah. on the table. I would not be surprised if the Raiders beat them. I would neither. I would not be surprised yeah. in this game. Like Waller's healthy and playing. Jacobs looks like he's gonna give it a go. I and that's right, Judah freaking F bomb on the preview show. It's it's <laughs> the end of the year. We're getting we're getting amped up. I, I just I would not be surprised. And that game's in Vegas. That place is gonna be going nuts. I mean, you gotta realize this is this is a franchise in the Raiders that has gone to the playoffs once. Since 2002. Like, it's like a Super Bowl for them. It's a huge, huge game. I, If you said to me, you got to bet your whole life, I would take the Chargers because I think they're better. But the Chargers are just so weird. They're just weird. Like, anything anything is possible. Anything's possible. And by the way, Epic Canadian, I see in there, I I love Toronto. I've been there a half dozen times. It's my favorite city in the world to visit. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's just someone who loves hockey. Toronto is, uh, it's like, it calls me home. And then I see Nathan asking, would you purposely lose to Denver to get the three? Uh, because then you're getting the, the Raiders or the Colts. I wouldn't. And here's why. Because if they lose that game, uh, then they'd probably have to go to Buffalo in the second round. I, I would rather, I would rather play it out. Like I'm a firm believer in if they're good enough to get to the Super Bowl, and let's be real. Like, even though the Chiefs lost to Cincinnati, they're, they're the betting favorite in every book in America to go to the Super Bowl at the AFC. You you have to have confidence that, look, they're just they're the best team. Like, they've just gotten to win these games. You know, I, 
I found it interesting. Ben Baldwin does great work on on Twitter. Um, I believe works at the Athletic now. Got to know Ben a little bit. Really, really smart guy. He does all these different analytical charts. And while I'm not always I'm not always the biggest analytics guy in the world. I think some of it's interesting based on markets and, and different things. The Chiefs, even after losing the Bengals, are overwhelming favorites to win the yeah. AFC. So I'm a big believer in look. You win on Saturday. Get at least plus. Can you imagine if you purposely lost that game and then Tennessee right. loses? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you'd be like, what? Well, and then you're still like, you're still facing well, like it, even if you get an easier first round matchup. Now you're probably going to have to go on the road, right? To for, for you don't want that. You want to yes. be at Arrowhead. No, no, no. You you want to win in Denver, and you know what? Look, I don't think Tennessee's going to lose, but would I be like totally shocked if they lost? No, I'd be surprised. I would be surprised. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But Tannehill's not a great quarterback, and they don't have Henry. Like, listen, could I see it happening? Like, could I see a game where Davis Mills throws for 250 and two touchdowns, and, you know, maybe the Texans get a play on special teams or something, and they win the game, you know, 20 to 17? Yeah. I, I don't, again, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not, I'm not sitting here predicting that, but, I could see that. I mean, listen, we've seen weirder things happen in the NFL. Did anybody think the Chargers were going to go to Houston when Houston had 25 guys on the COVID list and score 41 points? Like, it's just, yeah. you you have to play it out Saturday to win. And then you hope. And yes, Cheeto Freak, they did activate Henry last night, but he's, he's not expected to play on Sunday. It's more of a move to just start his clock to play him in the yeah. playoffs. So that's, that's where I see it. I think if you're the Chiefs, like you go. Plus, you don't want to go in there losing too straight. Go in and pound Denver. Right. You know, get right, and then okay, if we got to play Wild Card Weekend, fine. And if not, awesome. But and, and I agree too with that. Look, put some pressure on Tennessee. You yeah. never know. You just don't know in these games, man. You don't know what if. And I'm not obviously, of course, I'm not hoping for this. What if Tannehill got hurt the first play of the game? Right. Like, yeah. It's football. Guys get hurt, man. And Things their, their happen. Receivers like, what are, it, have a tendency to get banged up. Brown, yeah, right? Right. I mean, you know, again, of course, you don't hope that. But like, what if what if Tannehill rolls out third play of the game? Somebody hits him. He rolls his ankle. Yeah. He's out for the game. Like, then what? I mean, I I, I got to be honest. Does anybody even know who the backup quarterback is in Tennessee? I don't even know who it is. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I should know yeah. that. That's awful. Um, don't tell my bosses a fan side. I should know that off the top of my head, <laughs> but I don't. Um, but that's the point, right? Like, you don't yeah. know, so you win that game. And then, hey, look, if Tennessee wins by 30, fine. That's what you expect yeah. it anyway. And if they don't, and you get a Fitzpatrick in New England moment, well, then right. all the best. Yeah, it's – you know, I'll tell you what. It, it, depending on how things go with the, the 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 Browns and Bengals game, that's an interesting one to me because the Bengals, if they lose that game, could drop down a seat. And if, the yeah, seat the, if the Browns win, the Bengals drop down and, and they end up playing the Patriots in the first round. I think that's ideal. I like if I, I would not want to I know that Belichick and he, he's done well against Mahomes, but like I would rather the Patriots take care of Jamar Chase. And if there's anybody who's going to scheme up something crazy and that defense as well, rattle Joe Burrow, his first playoff game, you know, they're riding hot, they're feeling themselves. And all of a sudden they run into the Belichick buzzsaw. He throws something at him that he, he's never seen before, which which Belichick is great at. We've seen him flummox Mahomes for a half. Well, what if what if the Bengals can't get out of it? Then all of a sudden, New England's moving on. You get you get Jamar Chase out of the playoffs. That would be that would be great. Right. Um, and of course, then you would probably end up seeing 
the, the, the Patriots potentially. Um, so it's really interesting. It's really fascinating uh, game that that Browns Bengals game that, you know, how it ends up affecting those matchups. Yeah. By, by the way, as Lucas, a, a, a noted uh, watcher of the show is is pointing out Logan Woodside is the backup oh. in Tennessee. I don't feel so bad okay. that I didn't know that now. Logan Woodside. All the reason. <laughs> like, you play yeah. the game yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Because if Logan Woodside gets involved, like, the Chiefs' chances of a one-seed sky, like, you just yeah. – you don't know. And, Doyle, listen, I, I – uh, I do appreciate you checking in, but man, listen, believe me when I say this, people fear the Chiefs. They like my job is to talk to people around the league, not just about the Chiefs, but my point is like if you take a straw poll of people in the NFL, they would mostly tell you they, they think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. Like, not everybody. Not everybody. Some some people would say, I like the NFC with only two home games potentially, or but, but the, the Chiefs, look, I will I will say one thing about the game on Sunday. Um, no, Doyle, believe me, they still do, man. Like, I'm not just saying that. Like, they're, if if you lined up every NFC playoff team and said, who do you not want to see in the Super Bowl, they'd yeah. be the answer. Like, overwhelmingly, they'd be the Because you have to think about it this way, man. Like, what if the Chiefs had won that game in Cincinnati by three points, right? Like, would you still feel that way? No, you wouldn't, right? Like, you probably would. I mean, I'd be shocked if you did. Like, you you know, if, if Pringle runs that kickback and there's no penalty and they win that game, they're sitting there in nine straight, they're the ones everything's wrong. Like, Teams in the NFL aren't going to change their, their feelings on the Chiefs because the Chiefs had a game where they crapped the bed for a half of football. That's not that's not the way it works. I would say this. Look, certainly, by the way, of course, you're entitled to how you feel. But I'm just saying, talking to people in the league about what they expect to see in the playoffs and different thoughts they have. You know, Matt Lombardo of, of Fanside actually wrote a really good column on Wednesday, uh, and he actually he talked to people around the league. Like, do you think Tennessee is going to get there? And one one person in the league flat out was like, "No, the Chiefs." You know, like I, the Chiefs are the team now. If you want to make the argument that maybe the Packers are better than them or, or, or somebody else in the NFC, that's fine. I, I think the Packers are the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. Uh, but I, I'm a big believer, and you don't worry about Super Bowl until you get there. Like, just worry about your own conference. Yeah. Because you're only going to play one team out of the NFC, right? Like, you're not going to see Green Bay and Dallas and Tampa right. and the Rangers. Yeah. You're seeing one of them to get there. So you just have to worry. I don't, I don't even worry about the whole playoff field in the AFC. You just play who's in front of you. That's it. You don't have to play all six teams. You have to play one of them each weekend. That's it. So it doesn't, you know, you don't have to worry about who do you play and then who do you play for the following week if you win. Like that's that's it. It's like the other Chiefs went to the Super Bowl, right? Everybody was talking about all oh, Lamar, Lamar, he's an undisputed MVP. He's the first guy who was every vote, yep. every vote, unanimous. Didn't never win a playoff game. Didn't yeah. win a playoff game. So who cares? They never had to yeah. play him. They never had to play him. And I think that, you know, that's the point I'm driving at is. We're going to find out here in a couple of days who the Chiefs are going to play on, on, on Wild Card Weekend if they play on Wild Card Weekend. That's the only team you got to worry about. Then if you win that game, you know, I, I agree. I think the Bills are the biggest threat to the Chiefs in terms of they're the second best team in the AFC, in my opinion. But if the Chiefs play the Chargers, there's a good chance the Bills are going to play the Colts. I can see the Colts going in there and winning. Like, yeah. who knows? I, you know, I, I think I would pick the Bills, even though the Colts killed them earlier in the season. But you don't know, and you can only play who's in front of you. You don't have to worry. That's the beauty of the playoffs. You don't have to worry about every other team. You don't have to worry about the team you're playing yeah. that weekend. Yeah, the Chiefs just need to win a, a handful of games, and they'll be back in the Super Bowl. And, you know, look, I I didn't want them to lose. I wanted them to win the one seed, but they were on quite a winning streak. And, you know, we always have that thing. Maybe it's good to get that loss out of the way um, and then just get right back on another winning streak because uh, they're going to have to win. They would have had to have won a lot of games in a row, which is really hard to do in the NFL. To I think it would have been 13 in a row, roughly, to uh, – to keep that going. All right, let's 
Let's talk about this game that we have in front of us here because it is an interesting game. The Chiefs pretty much did a great job of handling the Broncos last time. They didn't. Now this was back when the Chiefs' offense still wasn't kind of firing on all cylinders. So it was it was a game where the defense right. was still playing well. The the the, the Broncos are very, very impotent on offense. Um, and uh, the Chiefs defense just shut them down. But it was a frustrating game to watch. And look, the Broncos defense is good. I think they're ranked ninth in the NFL. Their pass defense is very good. So the Chiefs can't go in there and, and, and monkey around, right? They can't they can't start turning the ball over, doing things like that. But I've got, as I, as I tend to do for, for these shows, I've got some interesting stats here for you. The Chiefs, as we all know, I think, have won 12 straight games against the Broncos. That's the longest winning streak versus a single opponent in franchise history. Uh, The Broncos, listen to this one. The Broncos are 3-8 and versus AFC teams this season. Only the Jaguars have a worse record, minimum 10 games versus the AFC. Uh, And here's another great one. Patrick Mahomes is 12-0 and in his career on the road versus the AFC West, which is tied for the second longest divisional road winning streak at any point in a career since 1970. So that should make you feel kind of good about the game on Sunday. That That's, I guess, I didn't know that. That's like impossible. He's never lost a road game no. in the division. Okay. <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, yeah. I, I did not no. know that. Um, all right. Well, look, I, I mean, the Chiefs have never fared well against Fangio's defense. Fangio's always given them issues. Now they beat them, they beat them every time, but they, they struggle to score against that defense. They've never, you know, I'm just trying to go through it in my head, but I, I believe, I don't believe they've ever scored 30 points against a Fangio defense, except last year in Denver, they did, but they had like two scores that weren't offensive. Like Sorensen had an INT return for a touchdown, and then uh, Pringle returned the kick for a touchdown. So the Chiefs have never been great offensively. Now the flip side is Denver cannot score a point against Kansas City. So that's always kind of been the rub, right? Like, all right, yeah, Denver doesn't play great uh, offensively, and that's kind of the killer in these games. But they've already ruled three guys out. We're not even to the end of the week. Bridgewater went on IR concussion hopefully he gets you know healthy here in the offseason Dalton Reisner a local Kansas State product he is out he has an elbow injury he was placed on IR as was Kareem Jackson their safety who was placed yeah. on IR so all those guys are out for this game um Patrick Sertan has not practiced the first couple of days he had a calf injury word out there is that it's it's more likely than not that he doesn't play which would be big. He's the big, he's the best corner to have. Excellent young rookie. So, you know, they're, they're without some guys in this game. Locks, you know, I'm sure going to play, but he's beat up the shoulder injury. Melvin Gordon's got a, a hip injury. He's been limited all week. Noah Fant's got a quad injury, limited all week. Javante Williams, a running back, was great in Kansas City. He's been limited all week with a knee injury. Like, they're, you know, they're, they're missing a lot of guys in this game, you know, if we're, if we're being honest about it. So, look, this is a game you got you, you to gotta win this game. Like, you got to go in there. And I, I don't even care if it's one of these games where they kind of sleepwalk a little bit and it's ugly and whatever. Like, fine. Because they're, they're human beings. The Chiefs want to get through this game and get yep. to the playoffs. They did. Healthy. I mean, but because of what happened in Cincinnati, there's going to be an emphasis on, you know, let's play well, let's win the game. Um, also, what would be nice is if the Chiefs ever could just blow them out, You maybe you start yanking starters at halftime. You know, like if the one thing you never know with these games is does, how hard does Denver right. play? Is it business decision central right. where it's like, look, man, I don't want to get hurt for the offseason. You know, I'm not diving around. Like, I'm not, you know, we lose by 25 today. Who cares? You know, I just want to get the hell out of here. So, and and I will say this too. If the Chiefs lose to Drew Locke, I'm going to have a meltdown like no <laughs> it's other. It's going to be Saturday bad. Night. Yeah. Like you, he, he is yeah, he's awful. not good. He is an 
awful quarterback. You cannot yeah. lose to that team. What is the plan for the Chiefs along the offensive line? Now, as we enter this game, the Chiefs are reasonably healthy. I mean, about as healthy as you could hope um, at this point in the NFL season, a long season. Their injury report, you know, uh, on, on Wednesday, Clyde did not practice, but they think he'll be okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they just keep him out of this game. They probably feel pretty good about their running back situation. Let him rest up. Yeah, no. I wouldn't play him. Like, yeah. for Yang's done for the year. Right. Um, yes. Orlando Brown yeah. has that calf injury. He was a full participant in practice. Hitchens was a full participant in practice. Legereus Sneed, Derek Nottie, all full participants are still banged up. That's it. They'll what are the fine. Chiefs doing? Yeah. What are they going to do along the offensive line? Is Mike Remmer still on eight, uh, IR? I think he is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would know. I, I think it's going to be look as long as I would expect the yeah. Brown will play. Um, so I think it's really you just put Wiley yeah. at right tackle. I, you know, I will say this, and this got lost on Sunday, and, and rightfully so. There's a million things we had to get to. The Chiefs did an unbelievable job up front in that game. Like, the Bengals have a very good defensive line. Hendrickson has 14 sacks of Pro Bowl. They have a couple other guys with seven-plus sacks yeah. in that line. The Chiefs had, obviously, did not know Brown was going to tweak his calf before the game. So it's not like they got to practice all week, right? Then Niang, I think it was, what was it, the first drive of the game, got hurt. So you're down both tackles. Kyle Long is is not active for the game. Remmers is on IR. Like that, most teams that is beyond a disaster. The Chiefs are like, all right, Tooney's moving outside against Hendrickson and did a great job. And then Allegretti came in and was just yeah. killing guys. Like, get look, the Chiefs deserve a lot of credit for. That. I know it came in a loss. I get all that. That was a great job by the Chiefs and by Andy Heck, their offensive line coach, to have them ready and able to do that. That's yeah. hard. But that, that is a really, really difficult position to be thrust into. And the Chiefs handled it flawlessly. If you watched that game and didn't know guys were out, you would have had no idea. They, they were and if you, if you listen to the Tuesday show or, or the when it came out Wednesday, I think, with Matt Connor and Sterling, Matt Connor made a really great point because, you know, we've all been, we've been all excited about Smith and, uh, you know, Creed Humphrey and, and all of these things. Joe Tooney this season had played with a broken hand, didn't miss a beat, right? Then slides over to left tackle after this injury, and you didn't know that there was really a problem. We weren't sitting here like, oh, man, Tooney's getting smoked. That's he, that's what an incredible signing. And, Matt, and I'm just basically regurgitating the points that Matt Connor made. You know, this, he was this big signing in the offseason, and then the Chiefs, you know, trade for Orlando Brown. What what a job by Brett Veach. And what a good position for the Chiefs to be in now where they're like, okay, look, we've got like if anything were to happen again, we've got Kyle Long. Uh, hopefully he, he's able to play, but it, it, it it's feel gotta feel pretty good to have him. Yeah. He's healthy. You're just it's healthy just, and it's gotta be feel pretty good to have him in your back pocket along with with Al Gretti and Andrew Wiley from from a depth position. Do you still wish the Chiefs had Dubonet Tardif now that, that some of these injuries have happened? No, I feel fine. I think Allegretti did a nice job, and uh, I, I think I think they're good to go. Uh, by the way, Tudor Freak, we did not give out arrows last week because we were all so pissed off at third oh, and twenty-seven yeah. and eighteen different right. officiating errors. <laughs> That's a good, good point. Um, but the, but I, I will say, I mean, the the O line would have gotten mine for sure. Um, nobody on the D. Oh, you know, Chris Jones would have. Chris Jones was unbelievable yeah. in that game. I mean, the fact that Tooney, Humphrey, and Smith that none of them are Pro Bowlers is just mind blowing. Like. None of them. Tooney, you can make an argument Tooney's been the best guard yeah. in the NFL. Like, really. Like, you could really make the argument. I know uh, Brandon Thorne, who does really, really good work, and he's, and he's a noted guy on Twitter. If you don't follow him, you should. And, he, and, he, and he's an O-line expert. It's all he really dives into. He believes that Tooney and, and Humphrey should be all pros and that Smith might be an all-pro. 
Like, that's how good they've been. And by the way, I got to tell you, other than Mahomes, because obviously he, he's just of so uh, so much outsized importance because of what the position he plays on Grady is, their offensive line is the single biggest reason I think they can and, and have a very good shot to win the Super Bowl. Because that line, like Mahomes just has all day yeah. behind it. And the, and the one thing with them, it's gotten lost a little bit, but lately they're starting to run the ball a little bit more. Cincinnati's a really good run defense. I believe they were fourth going into last weekend. The Chiefs just pounded the ball down the throat when they wanted to. The Chiefs just ripped off runs. And people will say, well, it's because they played a light box against them. Yeah, well, everybody plays a light box against Kansas City. Right. That's the point. Right? Like, and I really believe if the Chiefs play the Chargers in the playoffs, cram it down their throat. I, that's how, You want to win that game? They can't stop Rex Burkhead. I would just line up and run them over. It, it, you know, I really yeah. believe that. Like in the playoffs, the Chiefs are gonna. It doesn't matter if Mahomes throws for three hundred yards. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just win. You need to be able to. You, you have to. How can you win the game? You know, I mentioned it earlier. Like the playoffs, even more in the regular season, it's all about that game, that moment. You're not holding anything back. I I firmly believe you've got this great offensive line in front of you. You, I mean. Think about if you're a defensive line. You want to see any of those guys coming downhill, especially the four to the le- you know the left side, not to take anything away from Wiley, but Brown, who's massive. Tooney, and it was a great player. Smith, who's not only great, one of the nastier linemen I can remember the Chiefs ever having. And Humphrey, who you can tell that he was a wrestler at one point. He's a great guy with leverage and technique career. and everything. Like Put the ball in their hands at times and just yeah. run it behind them. And then get a team to pull a safety up and hit them over the top yeah. with Hill. I, I really, uh, you know, and, and Keith, I agree with you. You know, we've been saying it, but Reed won't do it. But you know what? Lately, they have been doing more. Like, I agree that that's never going to be their identity. But if you remember the year they won the Super Bowl, when they played the Titans, the second half of that game, they ran them yeah. over. Like, there's that one drive that ended in the fourth quarter, but mostly it was in the third, where they handed off like eight out of nine plays and just just ran them over. Like, there is something to be said for that. And I think if they play the Chargers, they play the Bills, like, you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to just line up and, and out-physical the other team. I thought there was a lot of good stuff in that Bengals game. Even though they lost, as frustrating as it was, between the officiating and third and 27 and Jamar Chase, all that crap. The Chiefs did a lot of good things yeah. in that game. Their offense was rolling early. They, you know, they did everything they wanted to do offensively. They only stopped themselves. Which, listen, was a, was a theme earlier in the year. Came back to get them in the second half of this game. I thought defensively, as much as they were not good defensively, they got a lot of pressure on Bro that entire game. And I thought a lot of times. Now look, they had a couple of horrid blown coverages to cost them the game. I thought a lot of their coverage though was good. It Chase was amazing, but it wasn't. It wasn't like early in the year when they lost to Baltimore. Where I was like, God, they couldn't get any pressure. They couldn't stop the run. Yeah. They couldn't do anything. I didn't feel that way. It wasn't like Buffalo and Tennessee where you're like, God, they just they, they just were not competitive. It wasn't those things. So I'm not happy about that game. But I do think that if you can take a step back and look at it objectively, there was a lot to take from that game. That you go, all right, look, they lost and it stinks. But I, I do believe context matters. And the Bengals also had to throw for 445 yards and play flawless football, flawless football, and get a little help from the Chiefs and the, and the men in the black and white stripes at home. And they still won on a last-second field goal. Yeah. Bengals are one of the best teams in football. Like, that's what it yeah. took. To beat the Chiefs, that, that's what it took. The Chargers, as much as I'm, I'm gassing them up. Look, 
The only reason they beat the Chiefs in week three was the Chiefs turned the ball over four times, three times in scoring position, and the Chiefs still right. almost beat them. Right. Like, so, you know, and the second time they played, the Chiefs now, no, the Chargers were without some guys as well. I'm not making excuses. The Chiefs did not have Jones, Gay, Sneed. The Chiefs had a turnover at the one yard line. They had a turnover at their own two yard line. They had a turnover at the 35 yard line, their own 35 yard line. They still beat them. Like, uh, the Chiefs can definitely lose, but man, if the Chiefs play the way they can play, they will win. They will beat anybody they face. I firmly believe that. But, you know, hey, it's a game of chance in the NFL. It's a one-off. It's game seven every, every I time. I will say that I think that the, the thought that I had this week was that I would like to see the Chiefs be a little bit more aggressive. I would like to see them be as aggressive against the teams that they're playing, particularly on offense, as teams are against them. And that's what got them into trouble in that in that Bengals game was was punting when they shouldn't have punted, taking a field goal when like just go for the kill. And I think early in Mahomes' career, Andy was like they were they had so much swagger and they were like you're not going to be able to stop us. And there's they've been a little more conservative at times. Go after these teams. Like, we're the Kansas City Chiefs. We got the we're not kicking field goals. We score touchdowns. We're not afraid of a third and four on your side of the field. We're going to pick it up. We've got all kinds of plays for this, and I would like them to, to see them be a little bit more aggressive. And I hope that, that in that Bengals game that Spagnolo learned. I know he said this week, I don't think we're really going to change what we do, but he's smart enough to know that like, after playing that game, if they see the Bengals in the playoffs, like, look, man, you were getting pressure with four. So what? Like, he, you tried blitzing this kid. You couldn't rattle him. He's going to be a great quarterback. He doesn't get rattled. He's like Justin Herbert, those guys. So... Make him make tough decisions. Start dropping everybody back. Mix things up a little bit. Let Chris Jones and Frank Clark and those boys get after him and, and make, him, make him throw interceptions because that's one thing Joe Burrow has been prone to do. And so that was an oversight by Spags. He tried it. So I'm glad that she's played the Bengals. I'm not glad that they lost to him, but I'm glad that they got to go up against a good team. And now they know if they run into those boys in the playoffs, they're not messing around with Jamar Chase and, and, and maybe don't leave guys on an island too many times because you might get burned. Listen, I, I firmly believe that what happens in the regular season can be informative in terms of for the coaches. But like, I, I saw the stats circulating. Although one in four against AFC playoff teams. Look, first of all, depending on what happens with the Raiders, that may not be true anyway. I don't care. I don't. Like, does anyone really think like the Chiefs aren't a playoff caliber team? Like, I look the year they went to the Super Bowl, they played the Texans and Titans in the regular season, and they got they got roundhouse by both of them. And then guess what happened? Right, like. They, I remember in the regular season against Derrick Henry, I believe he ran for 177. And in the playoffs, he ran for 69 yards, and he ran for seven yards in the second half of the game. Like, guess what? Playoffs are different. I remember the Texans ran for 200 yards against the Chiefs the first time they saw him. Well, guess what happened? They ran for like 50 yards the second time. The Chiefs hung 51 points on him, and that was yep. the end of that game. Like, it doesn't – to me, none of that crap matters. And on the flip side, uh, the Chiefs killed the Bucks in the first matchup. How'd that yep. go the second time around? You know, guys get hurt. Plans change. You know, so – Spagnuolo will say publicly, oh, we're not going to change much. If they play the Bengals, of course they're going to play them differently. I mean, they're not going to maybe change the entire scheme of the defense, but they're going to play them differently. They'd be moronic (laughs) not to. And he's he's one of the best coordinators in football. Like, he's not – they're not going to – it's like if you got shut out offensively and said, ah, we'll just do the exact same things. I mean, as nervous as any Chief fan may be of playing a playoff game against whoever, right? Like, And you should be nervous. It's a playoff game. It's the Chargers or the Bills or the Titans. You don't think those teams are more nervous? Like – Let's be honest. You think Charger fans are like, man, I really hope we go to Arrowhead and play them in eight-degree weather. I really hope that's what happens. You think the Titans – let's be real. Let's just call a spade a spade. You think the Titans want the Chiefs to play them in the AFC Championship game? 
Of course not. Of course not. They're like, hey, you know what would be great is if, if Cincinnati gets here or maybe yeah. the Colts. Like nobody – I now look, all those teams certainly are going to be confident. They're playoff teams. They're good teams. But if you lined all those guys up and said, who would you rather see, the Chiefs or somebody else? I mean, just from a Holmes alone, you'd rather see right. somebody else. He's the kind of guy, as we all know, you could play him on a day where he's just not going to lose. It's kind of like Rodgers in the NFC, where you just have yeah. a game where you're like, yeah, it's pretty yeah. much it. He's going to do whatever it takes. Like that. And you just saw night. the, the and, Cincinnati Bengals on fourth down with the game almost over with a chance to went for it for it on the one yard line. Yeah. They could have just kicked a field goal. They were like, we do not want to give yeah. the ball back to this guy under any circumstances. So this game ahead, and, and by the way, guys, if you could do us a favor, if you could hit that thumbs up button on the YouTube, that'll really help us get some more people in here. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, and by the way, if you want to join, uh, we had a, a new membership uh, as well during this, uh, the, the Gaming Bros joined. We're having a blast on the Discord talking football uh, pretty much all day, every day. So if you're interested in being a, a sustaining supporter of our show, um, check out, hit that join button, and uh, we'll see you in the Discord. And you get some of the other cool benefits as well. Okay, so in this game in front of us, the Chiefs would be foolish to overlook the Broncos. They just would. There's a lot on the line here. They should win. We all know that. You were talking about running the football earlier. Denver's strength is a pass defense. Would you like to see the Chiefs come out and give them a heavy dose of of, of Derek Gore and, and and Darrell Williams? If not just one, because it's good strategy, but two, I mean, I don't want Patrick Mahomes taking too many hits against this Denver defense the last week of the season. Obviously, you're strategic. You don't, you don't totally get away from what you do. But would you like to see him maybe try to shorten the game a little bit, run the football against this team, keep everybody healthy? Yeah, I don't think it's the worst idea. I mean, get the ball out quick, run the ball. You know, you can't have Mahomes getting killed yeah. back there. I mean, you know, now obviously, look, you trust your offensive line to block too. But I, I think, you know, it's, yeah, I, I would definitely factor in a little bit of that. Like, let's run the ball. If we run the ball successfully, great. You know, throw the ball out on the knee, throw the ball quick, let the receivers make a play. You know, the biggest thing with this game, look, yeah, you want to win this game. You do not want to get somebody right. hurt. That is the biggest thing. Like, you do not, the last thing they can afford is a big player in this game to go down. Like, I will say this. There's two schools of thought for me. It's either, like you just said, kind of play a little conservative, go that route, or you come out early in that game like we're trying to score 30 in the first half. Guns blazing. Get up by a 20-point lead at halftime and just start pulling guys. Start yanking guys out of the game. You know, I mean, there's a case to be made for that. And by the way, real quick, I I just wanted to – because, I, you know, I think history is fun and interesting, and there's a really interesting tie-in with this game. So 20 – 17, Mahomes' actual rookie year, although everybody forgets Zach he didn't play. This was his first game at Denver last week of the year. And it was, of course, week 17 back then. But do you remember who the starter was for Denver? Was it Brock? Was Brock still there? No. No. Paxton Lynch. Oh, Paxton Lynch. They've had so many mediocre quarterbacks, I can't keep them all straight. <laughs> and <laughs> mediocre. Mediocre is doing a lot of work there for yeah. Paxton Lynch. And, of course, Mahomes wins that game. He had a couple crazy throws. They won 27-24. The reason I bring that up, that was his first start. And I don't know how many people know. I'm, I'm sure, excuse me, I'm sure most do. Um, the Chiefs wanted Paxton Lynch the year prior. Like, they, along with the Cowboys, were very interested in drafting him. Tried to. Could not get up because Denver overbid him, outbid him, and got Paxton Lynch. And then the Chiefs, the next year, you know, quote, unquote, you know, settled for Mahomes. <laughs> it goes to show in life, like, how different is the Chiefs franchise and all of our blood pressures if Paxton Lynch goes to the Chiefs. Yeah. I'll tell you what. 
If that you had know, happened, like, we wouldn't be sponsored by Casey Beer. We'd be sponsored by Pepto Bismol. I'd be sponsored by Clorox. <laughs> okay. No, I. I mean, you just think about that. But they don't get them, and the Broncos are celebrating because they're excited and what you know, hey, everything. And they didn't get them, and they ended up getting Mahomes, and it worked out. And you know, it's listen, it's uh, it's just funny how things can yeah. turn. I say I like the, I, I see the, I see the, the conversation going back and forth. Jacks a Titans fan. Hey, Jacks, listen, you should be confident. I tweeted about you guys last night. The Titans are really, really good. good. Yeah. Like th- th- that's one thing I will say. I, this narrative that like the Titans are somehow like this terrible one seed. Tennessee's beaten Buffalo, Kansas City, the Colts twice, the Niners, and the Rams. Does anyone else have that many impressive wins on their yeah. resume? The Titans. Look now. Do do I believe they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl? No, because the, the quarterback and I like Tannehill, but. It, He's underwhelming in comparison to the other big time guys you're going to see in the playoffs, right? Like if I let's just let's just say the Chargers make the playoffs. If I had to rank the AFC quarterbacks, you're putting Mahomes up top, then you're in some order going Allen, Herbert, Burrow. You're getting a Tannehill probably fifth, right? Like I would put him ahead of Wentz. I put him ahead of Mac Jones. I have a lot of respect for the Titans. I really do. I think they're very good. I think they're excellently coached, but. I think they have to play a little bit of a certain way to win. Like, I don't think if you're the Titans, they want to get into a game where Tannehill's thrown 40 times, and if they do, it's a problem. That being said, I think the Titans have been underrated nationally with this idea that somehow there's a schlep team that has no business being yeah. a one seed. I, I, I don't that that is a nonsense narrative. Now, but I do think because of the quarterback, they do have to a little bit play away that you know where the, the Chiefs can win a, a variety of different ways. Buffalo. While depending on the quarterback, their defense is very good. I think they can win a little bit in a few different ways. Tennessee, the front four is really underrated. In fact, the front seven is really underrated. But I think if they get into a game where all of a sudden Tannehill's chucking the rock all over creation, it's a little bit of an issue. But we'll see. I, I think Tennessee's underrated. Yeah. I do. I, I I agree with you on that. I think, look, man, they've got some players. In Tennessee, if they play their best ball, they're a scary team. You know, if they got Derrick Henry, what's up, Maisie? Uh, for for the audio listeners, Verda Ram's daughter is she has emerged for her her usual uh, uh, cameo appearance. Yeah, if the if the Titans play their best ball, they're they're scary with Brown and with and with Derrick Henry on offense. They could go in there and they could beat any any team because of those weapons that they have. While it's not all about Tannehill, we've seen a lot of teams with good skill position players go to the Super Bowl with with just you know average quarterbacks and and well not a lot of teams but we've seen teams do it right we've seen Eli Manning win a couple Super Bowls Joe Flacco win a Super Bowl so it can it can definitely be done uh all right let's get to our uh, let's right. get to our keys to the game for for the Broncos uh and I'll start with you Verter and what do the Chiefs need to do to win this game other than show up uh, I mean honestly this is one of these games like don't beat yourselves that that really is it like you know you'll limit the run um don't give <laughs> up the big play over the top make Locke go 10 12 plays and if they do that and they don't turn the ball over in this game, they're going to win this game. I I really think the key is make Drew Locke beat you. And the Broncos have some pretty good weapons, but make make them beat you. I, I if if he's got to throw the ball a ton, he's going to throw the ball into some spots where he shouldn't. He's going to take some sacks. Like I I really I think that that's the way to go. You know the Broncos are zero and eight since twenty twenty versus uh, a team entering the game with seven plus wins. Their last such win was in week seventeen. 2019 versus the Raiders, which is pretty crazy. They're 19 and 29 
in the Vic Fangio era since 2019, and they've not made the playoffs since 2015. So rough stretch for for the old Broncos, which I am quite enjoying, and I hope it continues. Uh, what's that line um, in uh, Willy Wonka? He says, uh, oh, I, "Oh, it's the tension. I, uh, the tension is unbearable, or something." I hope it continues. Uh, that's me looking at, at the Broncos. Um, here's another interesting one. I just wanted to get to uh, two two more points. Kansas City's improvement of a plus twenty of plus twenty five in turnover differential from the first half of the season to the second is the largest since the 1989 Lions, who were negative 11 in the first eight games and plus 14 in the last eight games. So that just tells you when when people throw those stats at you about how the Chiefs played against playoff teams, throw that stat back at them and be like, hey, listen, the Chiefs played a lot of those teams early in the season and they were turning the ball over like they were getting paid bonuses for it. That stuff... it makes it makes me it just it drives me nuts because it's it's so without first of all I'll I'll put the Packers aside because they played them without Rodgers the Chiefs earhole Dallas beat the Chargers beat the Raiders twice who by the way when they don't play the Chiefs are nine and five this year and killed the Raiders yeah. in both games like I I can't stand those arguments by the way they they, they crushed Philly it was a playoff team in their own building okay like yeah the Chiefs lost some games early and they did that's fine that's fine I mean I don't know like does it matter. Does anyone really care? Like the Titans lost to the Jets. I don't sit there and go, well, the Titans are garbage because they lost right. to the Jets. Like, I, you know, teams change, teams evolve. Look, Vegas, and I'm talking the sports books, okay? They don't lie. They are the ones who care about making money and just getting it right, and they have no bias. If the Chiefs play any game against any team in the AFC playoffs anywhere, they're going to be favored in the game. They're going to be favored. With all due respect to the Titans, if they play them in the AFC Championship game, that game's in Tennessee. As long as the Chiefs are not without like major players or something, as long as they're healthy, they will be favored in that game. That's not my opinion. That's fact. Like They'll be favored. That doesn't mean they'll win. No, they got to go out and win the football game. But they are absolutely the favorite to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I mean, that's just, that's fact. That's, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but... That's fact. They are they are the favorites. Um, I'll turn it over to uh, to this one quick. Uh, you real quick. She's going to win this week. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. Uh, also, she's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's it. All right. There we go. So that that's the analysis we need. Uh, um, Maisie comes in with the uh, the opinions. Um, you look. My keys for this one for the Chiefs. I'm with you. Don't turn the ball over. And then just just make Drew Locke play like Drew Locke. Get after Drew Locke on defense. He's been really prone to turning the ball over, especially when he plays the Chiefs. Get a couple turnovers, and I think that's that's the the roadmap. If we want to have this dream of of it being uh, any time in the second half of the football game, that's that's what needs to happen. The, the, the Chiefs need to score on on offense, but they need to get a couple of turnovers so they can stack up points and then just sit guys down on the bench, put Mahomes in his hermetically sealed bubble or whatever that they need to do until the actual playoff games happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. Get this guy yeah. off, get a strip like, sack. If, if, but, yeah. So, no, it, listen, it's just – the Chiefs have just go out and win this game by just playing well, and if they do that, then fine. Then you see what happens on Sunday? Worst case, you're a two-seed. Like, look, as Chief fans were so spoiled, like – that's a that's a really good point. Yeah. Like you know, I think sometimes people act like, oh, two seed, oh, it's a disaster. <laughs> like you're a two seed, you're gonna get two home games and maybe three, depending on what happens in Tennessee. Like, and look, and yeah, you could get upset, you could lose a game, but you know, this is where I've been thinking a lot about this, and I wanted to, I wanted to give a little bit of quick perspective. Like the Chiefs have won six straight division titles. They've hosted three straight AFC Championship games, been to two straight Super Bowls, and won one of them. And yet, I don't think everybody. 
and, and I'm guilty of this too at times. Like you don't stop and think about it and appreciate like how ridiculous yeah. that is. Can you imagine five years ago, six years ago, if somebody had said to you that's going to be the next half dozen right. years with this team? You, there's no way they couldn't win a playoff game most of my life. They were defined as losers my entire life. That's all they were. They were a bunch of losers. They'd get to the playoffs. They'd lose some stupid game. Like I, Jack's three points. Good luck to you. If you hold the Chiefs to three points in a playoff game, all the best. I just, but my point, and, and who knows? We'll see. Maybe they, they play each other. It'd be a great, fascinating game. But my point is, look, the Chiefs have been unbelievable. Like, this is one of the greatest runs in NFL history. And I think it gets clouded because recently we've seen New England. And New England's just so unbelievable that no one can believe it's even possible. Yeah. But you put that aside, like, how many teams have had a run like the Chiefs have had? I mean, it's one of the greatest uh, 10 runs in NFL history. It really is. You know, in a six-year stretch to win your division every single year and go to two Super Bowls, no team had ever hosted three AFC championship games in a row, including New England. It never happened. This is an an obscene run. And I'm not taking anything away from New England. New England, to me, is the greatest NFL team I've ever seen. New England also had the advantage of playing nobody every year in that division. Every year. For 20 years, the greatest quarterback in that division, outside of Brady, is Chad Pennington. Like That's a, that's yeah. a fact. The best coach... In 20 years across three teams was Rex Ryan. Like that, that's what they said. Now, look, they got to the playoffs and they dominated, but every year they had a five and one or a six and zero oh to start out with. And the Chiefs haven't had that. They have Herbert. They had the Raiders the one year with 12 and four. They had Rivers. Like the Chiefs have had to really battle and scrap and win big games in regular season. And they've done it over and over and over. I just, I really do believe like the Chiefs, what they've done is unbelievable. And so, look, they might lose in a playoff game. And if they do, by the way, we have nothing to complain about after all that we've seen recently. But would I bet against this football team? No, I wouldn't. I don't I don't give a rip what happened in the fourth quarter in Cincinnati in a regular season game. I don't care. I don't care. I would bet on the Chiefs because everything we've seen for the last six years says that when the chips are down, that team is probably going to win the game. And for that reason, and, and, and if only for that reason, I feel confident in them no matter who they play and where they play them. All right, let's get to our final score predictions. Let us know your final score predictions in the chat. I'll kick us off here. Patrick Mahomes is my last stat nugget for you guys. Patrick Mahomes is 8-0 and in his career versus the Broncos. That's the fourth most wins without a loss by a quarterback versus a divisional opponent since 1970. It's going to go to 9-0 and this weekend. He's not going to lose to Drew Locke uh, unless, you know, there's some sort of disaster. Um, I think the Chiefs take this one, I'm going to say 24 to 13. Might be a little closer than some people think, but I, I don't think it'll feel close. It'll it'll be pretty dominant win for Kansas City. We're really we're really close to this because I put out my pitch prediction this morning, 23-13. I love it. I, I And, and I, I kind of feel the same way you do. I don't think it's because it's like a really hard game. I think it's more one of those things of like, the Chiefs just try to take the air out of the ball yeah. a little bit, and they're not threatened by Denver scoring. So it's like, look, if it's fine. If we play a little bit of punt, punt, but who cares? Yeah. Like it's, it's okay. I think if the Chiefs have to, to score more, they will. But I, I've got it. Uh, I've got 23-13. What would you like to interject? What what score do you have for the game? What numbers? Chiefs. Just the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay, that's all that counts. That's all Results all that counts. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. By the way, she wanted to know, Patrick, if you were Patrick Mahomes, I'd explain no, it would be Patrick Allen. Yeah, um, I'd be a lot better off if yeah, I no. was Patrick Mahomes. 
Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, though, right? He's not bad. <laughs> okay, so there you have yeah. it. I, 23 13, 24 14, uh, 24 13, and then just Chiefs. Yeah, we'll see, we'll so see who we're, gets we're right. it. Uh, out in the chat, we got uh, uh, Ignatio, 24 to 6, Chiefs. Keith, 27 to 13. <laughs> Cheeto Freak. Yeah. Chiefs, 8 to nothing, all safeties. Wouldn't that be something? I appreciate it, Brendan. 55 nothing. The confidence wow. is overwhelming. I love it. I love it. We got Jaden, uh, 26 to 7. Mike says 34 to 6. Uh, Henny will have five touchdowns. I hope so, man, because that means uh, Mahomes probably had five touchdowns before that. Boy, that would be a fun game to watch. I know I'll be drinking KC yeah. Beer this weekend. Uh, if you guys could do us a favor, at KC Beer Co. on Twitter, give them a shout. Just just hop on there. Just do us a favor right now. Let them know you heard about their beer right. on the Arrowhead Attic podcast just now. And, and if you want to thank them for sponsoring, appreciate that. And, of course, buy KC Beer. Drink it. It's going to be uh, you're going to be seeing a lot of it here in the next few uh, weeks yep. on this podcast. See, uh, John John Satterfield coming in seventy five to three. Mm. Also, I see you, Rayism. You want you want Verderam off the show? You must be a family member, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, I, he probably he's probably on my uncle yeah. back home. You know, I, you know so I you know listen, I understand. There are some days I, I don't want to hear me either. Yeah, but uh, it is what it is. I, I hate to I hate to break that, but it, you know I uh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, uh, but hey, listen, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting Saturday, and then we'll have the we'll have the post game show right after the game. Yeah, we'll be here on uh, Saturday right after the game, so make sure you check that out. Uh, I think Sterling Holmes will be back with us, perhaps Matt Connor, um, and uh, and then you can enjoy your Sunday and just kind of watch watch how the rest of the things play out uh, and get ready for the playoffs. No SSC lives right next to Casey Beer. That boy, that'd be trouble for me. Um, there right you next go. To a brewery. Load um, up. Yeah, we'll come down. We'll come down and see you when we get to when we get back to Kansas City. Um, uh, thank you, Gaming Bros. Appreciate you. Um, yes. And listen, Appreciate listen, everybody. This is this is the last. You know, this is the last game of the season. Enjoy it. It's the Broncos. It's a divisional game. I'm going to throw something on the smoker. I don't know yet. A brisket, a pork butt. I got a bunch of stuff down there in the freezer. I got to start. I got to start the thaw right now. Um, but yeah, give us a shout on social media. Let us know what you're drinking for the game. Hopefully it's Casey beer. Let us know what you're eating, making some ribs. I'm always down for some, some recipes. Evan. Uh, it's cold here in Chicago. God almighty. Is it cold? Yeah. But I was going negative out there. 100. It feels yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I did a twice smoked ham on my smoker. Uh, it was delicious, but I was just, I, all I had to do is go out there every once in a while, you know, to, to check on it and stuff. And it was, it was brutal. Absolutely brutal just to even step out of my house. So looking forward to staying in watching some Chiefs football. Um, all right, everybody, we will be back on Saturday, Saturday football, and it's not college. It's Kansas State Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. For Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. Thank you so much for your support. We'll see you on Saturday. And as always, go Chiefs. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. 
American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.